Hey, how are you doing, Professor Green? I'm good, thanks. You alright? Yeah, good, thank you. Uh, our very first question was going to be, like, what do your mates call you? Because I think if I was your mate, I'd call you the prof. I'd call you pro. <laughs> but that, the, there you go. You hit the nail on the head, darling. They all call me pro. Pro, that's good. That's good. That's kind of cool. Yeah. You might want to have a word with Guy because he was calling you Prof Green. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? Some people call me Stephen, but it's a rarity. It was that. That was one of the weirdest changes for me when even people who I've known since I was a kid started calling me pro, and I was like, "What?" But like, you know me as, as Stephen. This is weird, but I've kind of adjusted. The thing about it is, I think you always know when you're in trouble. If you're at home with, say, your aunties, uncles, parents, or whatever, and you're in trouble, and what I get would... called my real name. Oh, yep, that's, that's it. it. Yeah. That's it. Um, well, I mean, you're saying it's taken some getting used to. I mean, it's been quite the kind of adventure you've been on, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been turbulent. It's been, you know, peaks and troughs. It's important to have a journey, though. If it was flat, it'd be boring. That's true. Saw you in Benicassim this year, actually, as well. You absolutely killed it. It was amazing. You got the Thank crowd you. really going. Was that the first time to play Benicassim? Yep, it was the first time, and I nearly didn't. I had a dental implant the day before, and um, it swelled so much, it actually split my gum, so oh, I looked wow. a bit like a chipmunk. And I, You know, obviously, using my mouth was was not easy, but I wasn't going to miss out on that crowd, so... Wow. And, and is the tooth okay now? Yeah, 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 fine. It was fine. I just should probably shouldn't have had dental surgery the day before. <laughs> well, possibly not. You know, um, before we do any interviews or before, you know, the, you know, the press blurb that gets sent out ahead of your kind of press interviews and your stuff like that. I very rarely, I very rarely read it all because it's usually yeah. like absolute nonsense. But yours, like you, if you don't have a book, you're going to have to write one because you <laughs> properly lived like, I mean, the press blurb was actually really interesting, which hardly ever happens. Um, I'm going to tell Phoebe who done that. She'll be she'll be happy to hear that. Yeah, she'd be delighted. Did you sit down and talk to her like like is it one of those ghost written books? There, just sit down and talk to her and tell her your life story, or did she go and find all about it herself? No, I think she's just picked up on bits from um, you know, spending time with me and 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 reading stuff that's been written and, and whatnot. I mean, we talk a lot, but I, I mean, I've been around these people for like eighteen months now, so I've got quite close to them. There is a quote on this that says, if Vanilla Ice wasn't Vanilla Ice, I would be, grins Professor Green. So that means you're going to be on Dancing with Dice very soon. Definitely not. <laughs> is that is that like, you know you've made it when everyone starts calling you pro. You know your career's over when everyone starts saying pro, you should go on Dancing on Ice. That's it. Yes, that, that yeah. Um, I was watching, uh, looking at your uh, track with Maverick Sabre earlier. Um, yeah. And I'm just wondering, like, you know when you're talking about Hackney and you know, like you, you wouldn't want to be around here and all that kind of thing? I mean, yeah. is is that kind of, is the intention to kind of warn people off or is it, you know, like... Do you know what happened? Like, Hackney's become somewhat trendy. Like, you've got all these weird folk in, in weird costumes. I wouldn't even call them clothes, moving it, making it um, trendy, but like trendy and cool in brackets. And I don't, I don't like brackets, but this feels like an appropriate use. Um, so, yeah, it's just my way of trying to stop them from invading my area. Do you still uh, hang around in Hackney? Like, if you're back in London, is that where you'll find you? Um, sometimes, yeah. It depends who I'm visiting, really. A lot of my friends have moved out, but they've still got a lot of... I've got a lot of history there. I had, you know, my mum lived there, my dad lived there, my nan lived there. So there's a lot of history there for me and a lot of old friends. Uh, and when you're writing your stuff, uh, I mean, you know, like, a, a lot of it would be stuff that happened to you, you know, the kind of growing up and stuff. Do you think, will that change now that, like, you've loads of cash and you can kind of go out and do whatever you want and, you know, you can go to posh restaurants or you could do whatever? I'm not saying mm-hmm. you do, but, like, you know, it's a kind of yeah. different situation you're in now than you were when you, maybe a lot of the material first came to you. Kind of. Um, I don't know, Peter, like, that was what, what surprised me. Like, you hear people talk about second album blues and whatnot. Maybe it's, it's different if you're a bit younger and you come into this earlier than I have. Like, I'm 27. 
I'm 28 this year, so I've been around for a little while, and I just feel like that's that's too much inspiration to run out after after one album. I, w- I would only get about three songs in. I've had a kind of boring and sheltered life, to be honest with you. <laughs> You'd be, you'd be talking about your favourite sweets or something. Yeah. You'd be doing, oh, I found a packet of meanies today. Whoa, me. Do, do love meanies. <laughs> uh, Professor Green, you know when um, you collaborate with so many people, um, as you said, like you are coming up in your late 20s now at this stage. Is this because you're getting these collaborations because you know these people on the journey forward or it's because you think you can get your record company to hook it all up for you now? How does this happen now? Um, the people I collaborate with, you know, I only really work with people where there's a mutual respect. It's not about throwing a bunch of money at people. Um, so, like, with Lil, I met her before we done the song. Same with Ed Druitt. Um, I met him. I just bumped into him at a party, and, you know, we have a lot of similar interests. Beer and women, so... Was, <laughs> you know what? Was, we should no do a track enough. together. I have those interests. <laughs> Ryan has that. He can bring his love of crisps into mm-hmm. some sort of rap. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So, so well, what happens then? So you just, it's basically, you know, through conversation or whatever, mutual respect. Yeah, I mean, there's people on this record that I reached out to to see if they'd be up for working. Um, unfortunately, they were. Like Sierra Custerbeck from Versa Emerge, she had the song and loved it. Um, and same with Royce the Five Nine. And like swapping numbers and all. Who's the most famous person that like you, you can call if you say, here, I need a favour or here, what do you do? The one you're um, most proud of. I don't know. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm most proud of, but lucky to know. Um, probably Lil and like Lilianan. Would you ever just like? Do you just call for a chat, or is it always business? Like you know, like sometimes you'd ring your mate and you go, "What are you doing? Nothing." You, oh, do you want to go to the cinema? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, we've not. I mean, that it's weird. Like in this in this industry, there's not that many people that you meet and you become real friends with. It tends to stay pretty business. Obviously, there's people you like, but. With Lil, you know, we just, we really clicked. Is that, because, minded. is that because of the watch she bought you? Because if she bought me that watch, I'd be her best mate forever. I, put it I think she bought me that watch because we were good friends. Oh, that makes that's sense. good. Well, you know what, actually, in being in that industry and working with record companies and stuff, it is kind of good to have a friend like Lily Allen, I would say. And she's not obviously my friend, but I do follow her on Twitter and I am a fan of hers. She's very, very straight talking and outspoken. So I think if she had an opinion, you would probably trust her on her opinions. She doesn't, you know what? She doesn't mince a word. Yeah. Um, you know, there's nothing, nothing goes on behind closed doors. And something that I found out very early with her is that she's the type of person that will say something in passing, you know, something that you would take with a pinch of salt if someone else said it. But she sticks to her word. Cool. It's good to have. Admirable. And this, yeah, it's, it's nice to have someone that honest. One of the things I read about you, and I'm always fascinated about this, you, you hear about it more, particularly in the US and a lot more now in the underground scene in the UK, and actually it's becoming quite a big thing in Ireland. These kind of rap battles, for the want of a better word. Mm. Yeah. Right? We, like, I've, I've never been to one. I've seen on YouTube and stuff like that, but I don't fully understand... Because it always seems to me that it's two people more or less slagging each other through rap. Yeah. Is that is that like is that a fair, like it's a scrap that, through rap? Is in that in all honesty, that is exactly what it is. And so there's no like, I I want to call it a quid, quiz master, but I know that's far off the mark. A referee. Referee. There's no one who kind of sets and your topic is, and off you go and you rap. It's just dissing each other. Is that right? Yep. But it's, there's, 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 it takes a lot of a lot of smarts to be good at it, you know, oh. because for the most part. It's, Spontaneous, not so. In fact, not so much now. It's kind of developed into being, for the most part, written. Whereas when I was doing it, it was freestyle, so off the cuff. But But that's what I'm so amazed at. How could you possibly come up with like something that rhymes and that makes sense and that's funny and clever on the spot? That's amazing. Such a talent. So cool. (laughs) Thank you. 
Uh, would you still do that? Do you still like dabbling it just for the crack, like just freestyling every now and again? I mess about with my mates and stuff, but um, for me to get back, it, it would be like a step backwards for me. That yeah. that was like my that was me cutting my teeth. But I think you should still practice it. Say if you're in a restaurant or somewhere, bad customer service, you want to diss somebody, you want to do it. <laughs> you start just start freestyling in their face and then just walk yeah, out. I'm gonna go at the waiter and rap. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're you're uh, like I'm interested in the fact that like you're in the industry you're in where it's all about looks and stuff you're a big dude like six foot three with a load of tattoos and stuff do people just assume they know like what you're like or what you're all about as soon as they see you yeah of course but it's easy to it, it make that makes things easy when expectations are low or they're of a certain kind it's kind of easy to surprise people because i, ha- I think the more, the more people see like um i don't know interviews and stuff with me i think they they kind of get that i'm not not what they might think I had a, a mohawk for a while, just for like a, a couple of months, and like I just noticed women, like old women particularly, literally crossing the road when they saw you coming. <laughs> Do you not wow. find that really odd that like people would make such judgments about you because you look the way you look, or you've a tattoo, or you've whatever else? Um, I kind of understand it to be fair. I mean, if I put myself in the shoes of a, an eighty-year-old woman and I saw. I've got a staff as well, a little Staffordshire Terrier. So I am like, I'm, I'm just a walking cliche, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but you're not then when you get to chat to you. What's your little dog called? Alfie. Alfie. Does Lily Allen like that? It's called after her brother. <laughs> I didn't name it after <laughs> I know, I know. Um, tell us a little bit about the new album. Uh, you said you'd none of the second album blues. Are you itching to get this out and get everyone hearing it? I can't wait for people to hear it. I'm really interested to start seeing some of the reviews. Do you um, look at them? Do you look at the reviews and like? Do you care you know about them? Yeah, it's interesting to see. I, I don't. It's not the be all and end all, you know. But um, I, I'm always interested to see when there's somebody say from. Um, okay, there's all the music magazines. There's people well respected in the music industry on radio and stuff, and uh, say music channels. So who will be reviewing your albums? But then when you kind of get some dude who's about seventy eight working for the Mail reviewing your stuff, how do you feel about that? It's always quite interesting. You know, the only bad review I got. Um, on the first album was from the Financial Times who said <laughs> I should who said I should have more stuck to my roots. I mean what the irony. <laughs> okay How can there you talk to me about sticking to my roots like you've grown up where I did. Oh <laughs> uh, you should frame that. You should totally frame that to inspire you even further. Brilliant. I just laughed. I couldn't I was like, Are you serious? I'm being told to stick to my roots by someone who works for the Financial Times. <laughs> Well, that was really? brilliant that, that was a highlight of my day when I read that you should have written a strongly worded letter to the editor dear oh, yeah. sirs yes I refer or, to your or freestyled oh yeah no, totally freestyled. love it ring them up uh, on the new album I mean some of the big tracks from the last album in particular or I, I hate to use the word but the radio friendly ones are the ones that had the biggest impact on the radio were kind of ones with great hooks and great samples and stuff is it is it a lot of sample based stuff on the new album or what is it no not whatsoever I wasn't actually going to use any samples but um, I had to do this uh biz session for the sun which was a live session and the night before i found out that i had to do a cover for it so i was like well what the hell am i going to cover um and i picked the pixie song uh mm. where is my mind oh i okay. love that song yeah and we done that for the session i wrote new lyrics for it um we done that for the session and the record label loved it and it started picking up a really good bit of momentum so i, I got in the studio with fink who i worked with on the first record and we, we made a new version of that so that's really the only sample on there um this time round, we went. It's, it's, it's a slightly darker record. There's still the upbeat and humorous stuff, but it, I, I was really aware that this was the record more than even the first that I was going to be judged on. So 
I wanted it to be really broad and have some real depth. And the musicality, I think, in this record definitely separates me from from what my peers are doing at the moment. Do you have a different confidence as well for the second album? Because you know you've Entirely. you've put the first. Do you? Yeah. Entirely. Just especially during the creative process, like I learned so much in the last sort of eighteen months from touring with with a live band and and experimenting with stuff and playing stuff different. And I really, really wanted that kind of freedom in the studio. So there's a lot more live instrumentation. And, you know, it's all been taken really seriously. I collaborated with um, the Heritage Orchestra on, I think we've got strings on four or five songs. Wow. On, on Read All About It, we recorded a 24-piece string section at Abbey Road Studios. That just must blow your mind. I mean, that's literally the kind of stuff that nearly every kid at one stage or another, anyone who's ever been into music, has wanted to be in Abbey Road with a big string orchestra. Yeah, it's amazing. You hear them cellos and they just get you stumped. You know, as far as being emotive, you can't beat that. You can't. You can only do so much with synths. But on this record as well, it really it is essentially a hip hop record. Is there's, there's it's full of melody and and song structure, but. I've really opened up rap-wise as well. You know, that's where I come from, and I think that's what people liked about me initially, and that's what I'm furthering. I think a lot of people, and this worries me about maybe my record not being judged as fairly as it should be, but, you know, some of my peers have done, you know, and they had to to open the doors, but kind of weird dance hybrids. Mm -hmm. And that's not really the music they were making when they were trying to get here, and now they're here, they're kind of continuing that trend, and it's... You know, it's cool for a dance in a club, but it's not serious music. And in 10 years, I don't think it's going to stand the test of time. Well, we'll I suppose you'll find out. Uh, you worked with Example uh, on a couple yeah. of tracks. He was in here uh, a couple of weeks ago. He's gas crack. <laughs> He's very funny. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why I get on so well with Example. We were both signed to Mike Skinner's record label um, back in 2005. So we've known each other for, you know, pretty much our entire journeys. Um, and to see him doing as well as he is, you know, makes me as happy as it does for me to see, my, you know, for me to be doing well myself. Because we both come up and we both suffered what happened when Mike Skinner's record label went under. But, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if it was blind stupidity or persistence, but we both carried on and we both done it. It's been uh, an absolute pleasure talking to you, pro. See what I Thank you oh, for yeah. having me on and I'm going to come and see you when I'm out in Ireland, I hope. Definitely, Brilliant. yeah, definitely yeah. drop oh, into it. We'd love to see you, have you in here.